Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Mothering Together with ADHD. I'm your host, Kayla, and today we're talking all about micro-routines and how they can really change the way that your house looks and feels. Hi guys, welcome to Mothering Together with ADHD, the podcast for stay-at-home moms with ADHD that helps you to schedule your life. Not just the events and the have-tos, but also the want-tos and the things that really make you feel like yourself, even in this season of giving, giving, giving. I'm your host, Kayla. I'm an ADHD stay-at-home mom myself who struggles day in and day out, but I have found certain things help to make this journey so much more enjoyable, and I am here to share those things with you today. Grab your iced coffee, and let's dive in. All right, babes, let me tell you the inspiration for this episode. So my best friend and I text a lot and she has ADHD too. And so I forget what she said, but she was like, yeah, even just the mail is such a annoying routine for me. Like I can't figure it out and mail ends up everywhere. And then I end up losing my mail. And I was like, wow, that's something that I addressed a while back and I haven't thought about it since. And so I thought, why not share a few of these like mini micro routines that I have built into my life and haven't thought about them since because they they work and they get things done. So the first one we're going to talk about is the mail. And then we're going to talk about laundry. And then we're going to talk about diapers. Okay, so mail, laundry and diapers. Those are our three micro routines we're going to talk about. And yeah, let's dive right in. So the mail, my friend was saying, and I remember this, I remember being in college and I literally never got my mail because I didn't, I didn't think it was important. And then like, you know, you'd get important, important messages like about your license renewal or something like that. And like, oh shoot, that's overdue. Right. Um, I think that I do really well at this, not because of me, but because of my husband. So That's a grain of salt, too. If you are in a partnership where both of you struggle with paper management, then coming up with a system is a good idea and sticking to it could be a little more challenging for your family than my family. But I think a system is important. So what what happens right now? That's always my question. When I think about a routine, I picture in my head almost like, you know, the triangle for recycling, I picture a circle with all the arrows pointing around. You have a system, you go outside, you get your mail. And then what happens? What happens right now? Maybe you go outside, you get your mail, and then your child interrupts you and the mail ends up over on the swing set for a little bit. And then you bring it in, it ends up right by the door to the house for a little bit and it might stack there for a bit and then you find it later you bring it in you sort it that might be that might be your current system you lose some of it what are the problems i guess what are the problems with that system maybe the problem is you aren't paying your bills on time that's a major problem that's a large problem we have to solve that problem maybe the problem is that you are ending up with garbage mail, trash, all over the house. Somehow it's ending up in different piles, doom piles everywhere. That's a problem. Not as big of a problem as like the lights 
turning off because you didn't pay your electric bill, but it's still annoying to have to like dig through junk in order to find things you want, right? Maybe the problem is that you have stacks and stacks and stacks of mail. You're going through it, but it's super overwhelming when you do. Okay. So what do we want it to look like? What, and again, this is individualized. So maybe you don't want to look at your, your mail every day. Maybe you want to look at your mail once a week. Is that safe? I think so. I think snail mail is called snail mail for a reason. If someone wants to get in touch with you urgently, they should be calling you, right? Or emailing you. So I think it's okay to like say, okay, on Fridays, I'm going to go through this stack of mail. Sure. For me, my routine is this. I get my mail. I have a rather long driveway. Um, so I get my mail and as I walk back to my house with my mail, I sort through and I look at how much junk I'm getting. It's quite a bit. So I put the junk in the back and then I pull to the front the stuff that is for me. And honestly, I open my mail outside. I'm like, okay, what is this? Is it important? If it's not, it goes to the back of the pile where I'm going to recycle a bunch of stuff. And then I look at the stuff for my husband and I sort that a little bit. I'm like, this is likely junk, but I feel, I feel unsure and I'm not going to open his mail because that's sort of a boundary that I have. So I don't open his mail, but I like, I will put his kind of more important stuff on top and his less important stuff on the bottom. I have a spot in my house that I put the mail on and he comes in and like looks at it, does his thing, does the same sort that I did, like junk, not junk, opens what he needs to open. And then we kind of have this system where we act on our mail every day. So if I if I got something that requires a response, I respond within that same day. If I need to fill out paperwork, I try and get that done on the same day. Because if I don't, and obviously I don't, every time. If I don't, I regret it because then I'm like, oh shoot, I have a lot of paperwork that needs to get done and I don't know where that paper is. I don't know, you know, so dealing with it, finding an organization system. If I'm going to look for this piece of paper later, where would I look for it first? That's the question I got from the, um, a slob comes clean. I absolutely adore that YouTube channel. If I'm going to look for this, where would I look for it? That's where it should live. So that is kind of some thoughts on the micro system of your mail. Now, let's talk about laundry. People have different approaches to laundry. I remember as a girl growing up in a home where both my parents worked, my mom was really um, insistent that her kids learn how to do laundry early. I think she was like, get this off of my plate. And So there's four of us in my family and my mom did my dad's laundry. So there were three sort of people elbowing for the laundry and my mom did her laundry. I don't, I can't remember if she did it like once a week. I think she did usually on the weekend so she could get it done, fold it and put it away. Okay. So that was mom's approach. My approach was to own as much clothing as possible. This is in high school so that I never had to do laundry. And when I did, 
I would take over the entire laundry room and I would have this pile high and I would take it over and I would annoy everybody else in the household because I would wash it and forget about it and leave it in there and then I'd have to wash it again, dry it, and then I would have stacks and stacks of unfolded laundry. My brother's approach, I think, was pretty similar. I can't remember. But that doesn't work for me. So, like, thank you, Mom, for giving me the skill to do laundry-ish. But coming now to being an adult woman with children who I have to do everybody's laundry. And I share this with my husband. It's not all me. Um, It's different. Like, the laundry system is different. So I... The cycle that works for us right now is that I will think about whose laundry needs to be done. And I do that with a quick visual check. We have really kind of rather small um, laundry baskets that everyone keeps in their room. And I look around and I see who has the most full bucket. And, you know, my kids are like me and that they like have multiple wardrobe changes during the day because they're messy and whatever. And so sometimes it's like the same kid gets their laundry done like way, way too often, but whatever. So I look around visually and I scan and I see who needs their laundry done. And I will put the laundry in at night and I'll set a timer on my washer. I'm lucky. I know I'm lucky to have a timer. I'm lucky that my I have like high efficiency washers and dryers. So you have to create what works for you. But I set a timer and then in the morning I move the laundry over to the dryer. And then I just do one load. I try and do it every day. I'm, I'd say 80% of the time I do that. Sometimes I forget at night and I just throw it in the wash and then move it along. And by the end of the day, I know I'm going to do at least one, one fold for the, for the day. Right. So I created this system because as a young girl, my system sucked, right? Like I would just like have so much laundry and I, it would be so overwhelming to fold it. I hate folding, but this system that I have now as an adult is like, I only have to fold like a a small handful. It takes me about seven minutes to do the folding, right? I know that I can listen to a podcast or whatever and get it done. So it's, it's very different. And, and I really like to think about the, the cycle you have now and the, the problem with the cycle you have now. Solve the problem using a new cycle and really try and implement that routine. And if you're having a hard time implementing a new routine, then go back to the past two episodes where we talked all about how to kind of stick to a routine that is for you, that, that you created. Okay. And the last thing we're going to talk about is diapers. And if you don't have a kid in diapers anymore, then like, I'm so jealous. We have one more in diapers. I don't know. (sighs) He's like so interested in the potty, but I think he's interested in the mechanics of the potty, like how it flushes and what you can flush down it and that sort of stuff versus actually wanting to go pee and poop in the potty. I don't know. He's not even two yet. So it's not happening for me yet. I'm not, I'm ready, but Anyway, so I'll be in diapers for a while, a while yet. And one of my current problems, let's problem solve it together. One of my current problems is kind of twofold. My diaper pail gets full to the brim and I don't do anything about it. And the other problem is I'm often running out of diapers 
at the diaper changing station that we have. So thinking about it right now, my two sort of systems that are, are failing right now are one, the diaper pill gets full and I don't empty it. And the reason the sort of thing that's happening is it gets full when I have a kid with me. It gets full once my child has been changed. And like, what am I going to do with my one-year-old when it's full? I'm not going to like carry him and the sausage full of nasty diapers outside to the garbage. I'm not going to do it. So I'm not motivated to do it because I, I or maybe I'm going to leave him by himself to go do it. So I have to find a way to empty it at a time when he's not there. So that is the problem solving moment. Like, how do I, how will I remind myself to empty out the diaper pail when he's not around so that that problem isn't a problem? And I have to think about, sometimes I think to do this, but he's napping. So that won't work either. So I have to do it at a time when he's awake, at a time when he's busy, and at a time when I when he won't be like fussing at me about it. So I have to think about when would that time be? Usually I like to do stuff when I have backup. So maybe it's a time that I, that my husband is home and I can like after dinner, I'm just gonna go upstairs, grab the dirty laundry or the dirty diapers, bring it down, put it out in the garage, put it out in the trash whole other problem of putting it in the garage as like a holding area is that my dog gets into it and makes a giant mess. Everyone gets angry. So that is unacceptable. So that's the dirty diaper side of things. But what about the clean diaper side of things and how so often I go to get a fresh diaper and it's empty? What happened there? Let's think. So the cycle was I changed it. I noticed that it was empty but I didn't do anything because again, I had a kid with me and I don't have a system for getting diapers when he's with me. So hmm, what can I do? Well, is the problem with where I'm keeping the diapers? Like why is it so hard for me to get new diapers into his room well that right now they're in the bathroom maybe the problem is really the location of the diapers maybe the problem is solved by me putting like you know once I buy a target order putting them in his closet so it's really just opening his closet getting out some new diapers and refilling maybe that would solve it maybe the problem is solved by me like quickly putting him in his crib running and grabbing more throwing them in as soon as it's empty, or maybe a more proactive solution would be every day, every morning, grabbing a handful from the closet after we brush teeth, going back to his room, adding them, and then you'll never run out and you'll always just be replenishing. So you see how I did that though? I break it down. I identify the problem and then I figure out, okay, if I'm going to create sort of a rhythm to solve this, how do I do that? And I love it. I, I, I adore it when a solution is proactive, kind of like that last one where I'm like, okay, if I want this to never happen, how can I proactively? Well, I can always be adding extra, adding extra, adding extra, then I'll never run out. All right. So if that 
is something that you're interested in trying to do, then I highly recommend that you go. You pick something that's kind of not working for you. You draw a little circle and you figure out what, what's currently going awry in this system. Because you have a system. Even if it's an inconsistent system, you have something that's happening kind of cyclically. Look back, figure out where things are going awry, and then think about a way to solve the problem. And if you can, think a way to proactively prevent the problem, and then you're really cooking with gas. All right, friends, if you loved this episode, go ahead and give it a review on iTunes or wherever you listen. Come on over to the Facebook group and say, hey, we'd love to have you. And I will talk to you next week.